Good morning. It's time for Daily Chapel. The text is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through 22. The Reverend Kevin Robson is preaching. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. A reading from Ephesians chapter 2. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. In the gray and latter days granted us here upon the earth, we came to know firsthand what it was to suffer separation from one another. Long before a novel coronavirus ever showed up and it became a mandatory thing to remain six feet apart or else go six feet under, we had already decreed that the walls and barriers be erected. In fact, we started and then fueled the very conflicts that led to our sad divisions. We put on fig leaves and masks and hid ourselves. We manipulated and lied and cheated to get what we wanted, to have it our way. And in these deceptions, we broke trust and relationships. Genuine love and intimate communion withered, and suddenly we saw that the connections between us were melted away, severed, gone. We got so good and so calloused at this, There was rarely time to bid proper farewell to the victims. And by then we were too busy anyway, too occupied with the next big thing, with the next monium opus to idolatrous self. Eventually we no longer even needed to fake humility. We boasted and bragged about such pursuits. We were the master practitioners of divide and conquer. And under that banner, we believe that the world, if not already, could someday be ours. But by then, we had lost ourselves. You lost me, and I lost you. But also, by then, we had lost someone and something else of far more surpassing worth. The accuser laughed. God wept when we told him, nothing more to see here, move along, we've got everything under control. But then he persisted. God sent his son Jesus to dwell with the selfish, to suffer their dismissive rejection, to be the lonely, to be separated from his father and from those whom he loved, to be sin in our place for us upon a cross, all in order that you and I might be forgiven, declared a holy people, righteous with a righteousness not at all from within ourselves, but a righteousness by his declaration alone. 
such that we would be saved forever from sin and death, saved from eternal separation from him. It didn't stop there. One day, in just one instance of his persistent love, to a house divided at the ancient church in Ephesus, he sent his man, Apostle Paul, to proclaim the beautiful mystery of being, that is, being in Christ by divine grace. And from this grace in God's Son, and fleshed, crucified, risen, and ascended, a restored unity, our oneness in Christ. That in Christ, the baptized faithful are brought near, now citizens of the commonwealth of God, householders of the divine living stones built into a temple, the permanent dwelling place of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one people, one family, one holy temple, all because of, all in Christ. When I am lifted up from the earth, Jesus had said, I will draw all to myself. In the hellish, dissembling death of God's Son, in body suspended upon the cross, in spirit commended to God the Father, the wall that once divided Israelite from Gentile, circumcised from uncircumcised, you from me, that wall now came tumbling down, and the world was made one in him. He gathered it together and made it new. He restored what had been impossibly broken and lost. He made peace, reconciling the world to his Father, reconciling us to one another in his shed blood. In Christ, we have been enabled to truthfully confess that we are one with him, one with our brothers and sisters. The apostles and prophets agreed on this. The old and the new of the Holy Scriptures do not proclaim two gods or two gospels, but one. A unity firmly founded on, built off of the truest cornerstone, the first and chief in importance. The hymn writer expresses it this way. Christ is made the sure foundation, Christ our head and cornerstone, chosen of the world and precious, binding all the church in one. Holy Zion's help forever and our confidence alone. God's truth, our confidence alone. These things have no end. They cannot possibly be time-bound or somehow limited by mere worldly orders to shelter in place or stay at home. We place not our faith in mere created things, for they are passing away. What came in the beginning, and then from Sinai, from Calvary, from Ephesus, from the mouths of God's spokesmen declaring his truth to the millennia of succeeding generations, in times of prosperity and adversity, even persecution unto death, 
from countless altars where the body and blood of Jesus was distributed into the mouths of us sinners that we might live, from the time and place where you were baptized, this beautiful sacred mystery of being one in Christ, with him, with you and me and all the saints who have gone before and now stand with us, this blessed unity presses forward to the day when all are filled with the fullness of God, when the mortal has put on immortality and every voice is lifted in joyful praise at the triumphant feast of the one Lamb of God who lives and reigns upon his throne for eternity. And this in no way, not ever of our own doing, it is in everything the gift of God. You are a privileged people, dear saints, gifted, one, in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Chapel. Today we pray for Anton Lutz, who serves the Lord in Papua New Guinea. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. To learn more about LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces, visit kfuo.org chapel.